Hello from the BBC. I'm Rich Preston with an update on the war in Ukraine. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky has accused invading Russian forces of using the area around the Chernobyl nuclear plant to prepare new attacks. There's been a 30-kilometre exclusion zone around Chernobyl since the 1986 nuclear disaster. But in spite of that, it has been the scene of clashes since Russia's invasion nearly four weeks ago. Mr Zelensky made the accusation in an address to the Japanese parliament. Speaking through a translator, he told Japanese MPs about life for Ukrainians under Russian occupation. In some villages which are occupied by the Russian troops, uh, our people cannot even bury their dead relatives and they have to bury them on site at their homes. The BBC's Laura Bicker has this analysis. Mr Zelensky used the live video address to warn of the dangers his country faced from Russian attacks on nuclear plants and the site of the Chernobyl meltdown. His speech will have resonated with Japanese lawmakers who remain haunted by the Fukushima nuclear disaster in 2011. Mr Zelensky praised Japan as the first nation in Asia to start piling pressure on Russia. Tokyo has also offered Ukraine millions of dollars in humanitarian aid. Meanwhile, in Ukraine, about 100,000 people trapped in the besieged southern city of Mariupol are being urged to try to find a way to get to nearby Berdyansk, even though no direct ceasefire route from Mariupol has been agreed with Russia. Our chief international correspondent is Lise Doucette. Every morning for weeks, Ukraine has announced that humanitarian corridors will open into a number of cities to bring in desperately needed supplies and bring out civilians trapped by the fighting. But by the end of each day, it's a story of ceasefires which break in some places, of channels blocked by Russian bombardment. And now the besieged southern city of Mariupol isn't even included on this list a place where shelling never stops and residents have run out of water and food. Russia offered a way out this week, but only if the city surrendered. US officials have said Ukrainian soldiers were going on the offensive to take back ground in some areas. Here's the BBC's James Waterhouse. Voznesensk is one of many case in points where Ukrainian forces are claiming to be fighting back. In a town called Makariv, which is 30 kilometres west of Kiev, we're told by authorities there, as well as the Pentagon, that the Ukrainian flag, in their words, flies once more. So there it's clear, as in many other areas, that Ukrainians are now trying to reclaim some of the territory that's been taken. Kherson, the first city which fell to Russian forces, we understand there's fighting there by Ukrainian defenders trying to reclaim what's been taken. Meanwhile, the Secretary-General of NATO, Jens Stoltenberg, says the organisation will approve major increases in the forces deployed on its eastern flank. On land in the air and at sea. The first step is the deployment of four new NATO battle groups. Mr Stoltenberg said the new battle groups would be sent to Slovakia, Hungary, Bulgaria and Romania. In Russia, President Putin says Moscow will begin insisting that payments for Russian gas from unfriendly countries, as he put it, are made in rubles. He said the freeze on Russian assets by Western countries had destroyed trust. We shall consider in details a number of operational issues. It's quite obvious that in this connection we cannot supply our goods to the United States and to the EU and receive payment in the dollars and other currencies. 
At the same time, Russia says President Putin does plan to attend the G20 summit in Indonesia later this year, despite pressure to exclude him from the meeting. Michael Bristow reports. Moscow's ambassador in Jakarta confirmed that Russia has been invited to the gathering in Bali in October. She said Mr Putin's intention was to attend. If he does, it would create difficulties. The United States has already said Russia's invasion of Ukraine means international institutions cannot carry on as usual. And at the moment, it's hard to see President Biden and European leaders sitting in the same room as Mr Putin. And Poland says it's expelling 45 Russian diplomats, accusing them of spying. From Warsaw, here's Adam Easton. A spokesman for Polish Special Services said one of the 45 individuals on the list is a Russian spy whose activity became known following an investigation into a Polish citizen who was suspected of spying for Russia. His activity posed a threat to Poland's security, the spokesman said. Those are the latest developments on day 28 of Russia's invasion. I'm Rich Preston at the BBC.